I'm back. Josh is back. The Penguins are rolling. Let's get into it. so much trooper for that intro josh is back ladies and gentlemen he did have covid uh we've had some bumps in the podcast but we are back at it josh how are you feeling how is the family tell us a little about what's going on with you uh, i've been telling a lot of people i'm i'm about 75 percent 75 back to 100 percent. still don't have taste or smell and i do still have a cough uh, but fever is gone, chills are gone, all the flu-like symptoms other than the cough are gone. Um, big shout out to everyone for the T's and P's. Thank you very T's much. T's and P's, thoughts and prayers. Stick taps, stick taps to you. Um, we are feeling better. But yeah, a couple yeah. weeks ago, uh, Louie went solo because uh, when uh, he came up, my son had uh, some hives with a fever so yeah they just uh, broke out too yeah like it, it, it wasn't like it gradually happened like no. it happened the day we were supposed to record correct you, yeah because awesome. i was with you yeah and you're like obviously we noticed your son was turning a little bit red on the legs and then you just kind of something happened all over yeah so um but he tested negative for covid uh so uh, that ended up just being an allergic reaction. So he's all good. Uh, and then last week, um, I tested positive with my wife. So we were both out. So that's that's why no pod last week either. So it's been a, been a rough couple of weeks, but we're getting through. And uh, I get to put us- on my tombstone that I beat COVID. You beat COVID. You absolutely did. We were talking about it before we started this pod that you did, in fact, beat COVID, unlike Wilkes-Barre. We'll get to that in a second. But, Josh, can you tell us – you were telling me the story about how you couldn't really taste, and you tell me how that's the worst part. So for people who haven't been through COVID, like me, I – me and my wife haven't had COVID. Knock on wood. But, Josh, tell us what you kind of went through with COVID. In this whole situation yeah so it's it's pretty sucky not gonna lie um luckily i didn't have any trouble breathing so i didn't have to be hospitalized or anything like that or put on oxygen but you know the flu-like symptoms are probably flu times two uh is what uh my wife was dubbing it flu times two Um, that's what you said to me when we were texting yeah, so it, it's rough. It leaves you in bed, leaves you tired, uh, leaves you fatigued quickly, quickly. Um, but then, like, the loss of taste and smell just stinks. Uh, having You're having saying- a five-month-old without being able to smell is rough. I have no idea when he poops. No idea. <laughs> None whatsoever. So, so constant constant sticking fingers in, in, the, in the diaper. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's like that scene from that movie where they were like, is this poop or chocolate? And yeah. Then and, he, it and then goes chocolate. chocolate. So you didn't even have that option to lick it. No, no, no. Or because of no it. taste, no, no taste, taste or smell. Yeah. So it's been a lot of textures 
we're going oh, off God. of going off of a lot of texture with the food that we're eating um so uh, trying to trick the brain and the the taste buds to remember what things taste like so uh it's been a lot of soup which you want to talk about a wild thing to eat when you do not have taste soup because Why? it's just it's a hot liquid in your mouth <laughs> oh okay so like obviously you can feel the temperature yeah 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 so is it, does it feel like you're just drinking hot water yeah a hundred percent yeah that is absolutely that sounds terrible <laughs> so you were telling okay so I, I know we already talked about it before but you were saying like you were eating a cliff bar not sponsored by the way you were eating a cliff bar Yep. And you were like, you had to just rely, like yeah. you, you already touched on it, but you were saying you had to, you had to remember what things taste like to trick your brain. Correct. Yeah. So my, my part of my daily breakfast is a cliff bar. And so That's I had awesome. to, I had to rely on me eating one every single day to remember what it tasted like, because I mean, just oats in your mouth without any flavor is just i can so imagine wild so wild it's so hard to explain because it's like it's trying to explain food without explaining food like right because when when you explain food you explain how it tastes what it feels like the texture and the, everything yeah it i can't do that because i don't know what it tastes like you know another another wild thing that we had um like we're trying to do healthy because we don't know what we're tasting. So it's like, let's not just put empty calories in our body, you know, right. Like, cake, love cake. But like you only eat cake because it tastes good, not for a nutritional value. So we're having oh. sa having salad <laughs> the other day and just, I felt like a rabbit just, and that, you know what? That texture, now things. that I think about it, it's kind of like fine leather. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. So like, so, like, if it would be, like, if you were eating just lettuce, I can imagine yeah. it tastes like very thin, not taste like, it feels like very thin, rippable leather. Yeah. Cold, accurate. cold, rippable leather. Cold. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. I, just, I don't know why I was just thinking about that, but I figured... That's something noted, notable <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> but I, I'm glad that you're feeling better. I'm glad that uh, obviously you, you said you're not 100%, but you're 75, which is good. You're coughing, so we'll excuse you for coughing during the podcast. I'll do my I best to everyone, hold it in. I think everyone will forgive you if you cough a little bit. But uh, Josh has something in common with Wilkesbury, Scranton Penguins. They had a COVID outbreak too. So uh, during this last two weeks, they they were struggling with um, COVID. They canceled uh, their home games for ten days. Two well, two games. Yeah, two but games. They couldn't do anything for ten days. Correct. Um, they just returned yesterday, which was Saturday. They had the teddy bear toss. Friday, I'm sorry, Devin is telling us Friday. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, so they had a Teddy game, Teddy bear toss, which was really cool to see. They highlighted it during, uh, the Pittsburgh game, which was cool to see. Um, 
but yeah, they had that, and then they had a game on uh, Sunday. But we're not going to cover that. They they were not going to cover the Wilkes-Barre Grand Penguins. They they've had COVID. They're dealing with things, so we're just going to dive into some other news with the Pittsburgh Penguins. First thing, sad thing, we're going to talk about is Jake Gensel is out week to week with an upper body injury. Some are speculating that it is a broken hand or wrist, Josh. I've seen I I, I have literally seen both. But both. and and that, yeah, and these speculations are literally just coming from other Penguins fans. They're not like Animals. you know Pens Insider or Pens PR. It's not anyone Pens Pens related. It's just fans. So I don't know. We'll see. But he was just put on IR. Nothing. So Red, nothing came out from Pittsburgh. Not on the designation of the injury. No. Just out to out with an upper body. Just IR upper body, retroactive to December sixth. So. Already a week into it, which is good, but because they're not disclosing the actual injury makes me think that we're going to be in it for a bit with him. Man, we cannot catch a break with these injuries. But, uh, yeah, I don't don't know. So during the Seattle game is when this happened. It happened in the first period. Um, We saw him leave the ice, but then he came right back on. He eventually scored two goals in that game. Correct. So my question is, how did he play 30 minutes to, 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 I don't know, 50 minutes on ice with a broken hand, if that's what it is? How did he do it? What kind of medicine did they give Jay yeah. Gensel, and where do I get it? <clears throat> kudos kudos to the training staff. I don't know how. Yeah, I mean— I mean, my question is, with all of this, is, is like, so we see it with Ben Bishop, RIP to that guy's career, but he got sent down to Texas, which is the affiliate of um, the Stars. Do you think we're going to see that with Jake? Is he going to go down to Wilkesbury for reconditioning if it does take a long time for him to rehab? No. I don't. I don't think they're gonna pull the same move. I think he's. I think they're gonna keep him in Pittsburgh. They're gonna want to monitor him. I don't know if they actually send the the people to UPMC, but in my mind, all the they do. Josh, they say it in the commercials. Okay, (laughs) that's what I mean. They say, say, hey, we protect your team. You gotta trust us to protect you as well. Yeah. So. Okay, I live in Florida. (laughs) <laughs> they're over at <laughs> UPMC training, getting treatment. But like, like I said, like I don't, they didn't disclose what the injury is. So you know, we'll just as as fans, we will just take it week by week and see what happens. I, that's the one thing. One thing I wish would change. I don't know if it's just hockey or Penguins, but they're very non-disclosure when it comes to injuries. Like. Upper and body. I don't know why. Like, we all they, we all saw it was his hand slash wrist. Like yeah, he was like hand shaking wrist. it, but just say hand wrist. Why do you have to say upper body? It makes it sound like it's his torso. 
It's not his torso. It was his like hand. His arm came out of his socket, and he's yeah. got to be out for a bit. They did the same thing with Brian Rust. He's out with the lower body lower body injury. We don't know what it is. It could be a leg. Could be a toe. Could yeah. be his groin. I don't could know. His ankle. Yeah. No idea. It could be anything, which is weird. I know. Um, I, know. I wish they did disclose, but maybe the fans would freak out, and they don't want that. They just like, hey guys, trust us. We know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but um. His we we were also discussing before the pod. Does his point streak end? But he doesn't play in any games, so his point streak will continue. He had a thirteen. That's game. what we that's what we decided. It will continue when he returns. But Even if anyone if they knows, say it doesn't. <laughs> if anyone knows the actual answer, Devin. Devin's looking into it. But if uh, if any of you know, please let us know. Yeah, so I guess I guess his point streak will continue. There were a couple point streaks going on in the Penguins organization. Sidney Crosby had in a seven-game point streak that did in fact end in Anaheim. Um, and then the Penguins have an interesting. I, Josh has more information on this, but there when it regard to our penalty kill, thirteen game streak for penalty for killing power plays it's 30 30 straight 30 straight which is the high we're number one in the nhl with that streak yes um and we're also number one in our pk and and our and our power play is slowly rising like there's something that we mentioned a while back not saying we're still the worst but we're climbing out of the worst Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we said it was going to fo- um, slowly follow, but I mean, yeah, I actually on the uh, on the broadcast um, for the the Capitals game, the uh, ESPN Plus Hulu, which, which uh, yeah, timeout, timeout. Oh, do you want to talk about that real quick? I don't think it's fair that that is the only way you could have watched that game. And first of all, can we talk about how many times not only did the Penguins organization, but like everyone involved with that team were telling these fans, yeah. hey, guys, don't forget it's happening <laughs> on a Hulu and ESPN Plus. They're like, we got it. That's where we'll tune in. They're like, OK, but I just want to make sure that you yeah. know that this game is exclusively on ESPN <laughs> Plus or Hulu. And we're like, we got it. We're going to watch it there. And they go. Okay, because if you don't have an account with ESPN Plus or Hulu, you cannot watch this game. And we're like, we understand. Okay, so you will watch it with your ESPN Plus Hulu account. Yes. Okay, you can find our game on ESPN Plus and Hulu. (laughs) And we're like, holy crap, we know. Um, But yeah, besides that. um, Yeah, so what they were were talking about was the Penguins power play. Yeah. Um, I forget how many I, – I, I, I kind of regret bringing this up now because I don't remember the exact stat. But it was stating that, like, in the most recent amount of games, the Penguins are now, like, sixth in power play. You know, like, I think it was, like, however since however many games ago. Oh, you know, like, from a certain point. Yes. Not to, saying where we are now. No, but from a no, no, certain no. point, like say November fifteenth, yeah, 
we are number now. six now. Correct. Got it. Yeah. Understood. Because yeah. I was going to say, I was like, that's a wild jump for 30 games. Which, 30 teams. If you look, if you look at like our winning record over the last, yeah. you know, 30 days has been steadily improving. So it's good to see power play as a, as a result of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive into these games that we played in the last week. We're not going to cover the week before. We're just going to cover the four games that we have played. Actually, scratch that, three. three. We did play um, Vancouver on the Saturday before. Uh, we could talk about that domination of a game, but we're not. We're going to talk about the domination that happened in Seattle on uh, Monday. So the first time we're in Seattle, the first time the Penguins ever are playing the Seattle Kraken. Um, and I will say, those jerseys are nice. Yep. I'm going to say those jerseys are nice because they are. Um, not a big fan of the light blue names and numbers on a dark blue uniform. I feel like that's going to get old really quick. Mm. But hey, that's just coming from a graphic designer. Let's move on. So this game... Um, <laughs> This game started off really strong. Me and Josh were just mentioning about um, – I'll, I'll let Josh say it because this is his point. Um, but, man, we had a really quick start with this game. We had three majorly quick goals. Josh, what was that one thing you said about the Penguins? Yeah, one thing that I was griping on in the beginning of the season with the Penguins is that no, none of the bounces were going our way. Like, yeah, it seems like – seemed like every time there would be a deflection, it was going in, you know, redirecting from the goal. Or when we would try to deflect a, a block a shot, it would deflect into the goal. Just seemed like everything was going wrong for the Penguins. Every time we tried to, you know, pass it, it you know, puck would go on edge or it would hit a defender's skate. You know, trying to play the puck, we'd get a stick underneath someone's skate and we'd get called for a penalty. Yeah. Something silly, but that Kraken game, you know, even technically the Vancouver game, but that Kraken game for sure, every bounce was 100% Penguins direction. I don't even and, know, was oh, it sorry. Th three, three of the goals were off of a Kraken player? I think yeah, it was. well, I don't think all three, I think two of them at least were, but okay. uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I uh, it was uh, Matheson, and then Gensel, and then Carter, then Gensel again, then Heinen, Crosby, and Carter. Yeah. So I think the Matheson goal was – oh, no, Math sorry, not Matheson. Get out, Matheson. I'm reading it wrong. There was penalty minutes there. Um, it was Jake Gensel first. Excuse me. And I think only the Jeff Carter goal – if I'm not mistaken, was a uh, redirection off of a player. But I think there was Devin's another one. Maybe later, but I don't think it's part of the three. Oh, like in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, um, like I said before, really great start for this Penguins team. Now, as you know, my concern is always goalies. So now the fact that Casey DeSmith was in net. Yeah. Got me nervous, right? He's coming 0-4 right now with wins. So uh, to put him against Seattle, I thought was a bold move. I understand when, uh, on Saturday we played Vancouver 
But I was like, oh, give him it's a day break. I don't understand why, you know, Jari couldn't start. But hey, Soli made the move. Let's put let's put DeSmith in. We gotta give it to Casey DeSmith here. He played absolutely phenomenal. He shut everyone down. You Not know ever. I always, there was a goal. There was okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, from what he used to let up, <laughs> one is a massive improvement, okay? Basically, yeah. that's a shutout for him. Like, just think about it that way. I do want to give a, a shout-out to Andy Kyoto, the goaltending coach, because I honestly believe he turned Casey DeSmith around uh, because he played phenomenal in Anaheim, which we'll get to in a second. But the, what he is doing with the goaltending, I feel like we should be acknowledging it more. Um, yes, I will be acknowledging it more just because I'm an Andy Kyoto fan, but he is actually doing a wonderful job. I want to dive into the goaltending really quick with the shots on net. Josh, hit it. Remember how he kept on always saying, kept always saying uh, that we would always stop teams from shooting over 30 times on net? Yeah. Well, they shot 29 on the Penguins. They got one in. So that's uh, for 30 shots on net. For all right, sorry, 29 to uh, shots on net, one going in. That's a phenomenal thing. Our defense is playing great, and I know I'm an anti Latang fan, but he was playing phenomenal during that game as well. We had 31 shots on net, so the fact that six went in, very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, our face-offs, 32, also dominant. We played a phenomenal game in Seattle. Casey DeSmith gets his first win of the season. Uh, Crosby gets a goal. His streak was continuing during this time. Really good. Then we have the exclusive, Josh. <laughs> the exclusive game. On Hulu on e and ESPN+. Plus. Yep. Josh, did you hear that? ESPN Plus and Hulu. It's only on that channel. Exclusively. Josh, yes. don't even think about going to your cable because it's only on ESPN Plus slash Hulu. Now that you're on ESPN Plus and Hulu, you can watch this game. And this game – all right, I, before I – I'm, I'm <laughs> crapping on them for, like, announcing it so many times. But I will say that their Star Watch that they have on ESPN Plus – Did you like Plus, that? I kind of did because I always like watching players, what they're doing on the bench, even at live games. And Josh can attest to this. I'm always looking and I'll be missing a play or whatever that's happening because I'm like, oh, look, the, the coach is swearing at the team or like, oh, look, they're talking at benches like they're, they're arguing with each other. So I'm always interested in what's happening. Uh, and that's really cool that they only have a camera. That is following the stars of that game. So in this case, they had a camera that was following, of course, Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin. And it was, okay, I will say it was a little trippy because usually they would be on the same, like, on, on the ice at the same time. So you basically had three cameras working on the same play at times. But when uh, Alexander Ovechkin, uh, there was a lot of injuries for Washington at the end, latter part of the game, he was... He was on the ice a lot. I think he had like he 25 plus 25 plus minutes, and he was just skating around. The camera was on him. Sid, 
I mean, he's just so cool. Like, I'm just going to be like, I was fangirling because I was just watching that that camera angle. It was cool. That's the one thing I will say about ESVN and Hulu. They have the first watch. It is pretty cool. Uh, now, this game, everyone was predicting Washington was going to win this game. Uh, this was this was the end to um, our kind of two-game winning streak here. Um you know, they always say Washington was more dominant, but that Josh, that was fur, furthest from the truth in this game. We start off strong uh, with two goals. We're up 2-0, which was surprising. Um, I honestly, I honestly got a little scared at first. Um, and oh, I'm sorry, I'm mistaken. I'm mistaken. Devin is telling me I'm mistaken. Carter scores. No, I'm mistaken again. What is wrong with me, Josh? I'm uh-huh. looking at the scoring sheet backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and Devin, you're an idiot. <laughs> so I'm looking. I was like, it's the third. Jeff Carter scored first, but that's the third, and he's the last person to score. <laughs> yeah, the, he got the empty oh, netter. Boy. Yeah, I know. Because I'm like, that's not right. I was like, we were up like 3-0. <laughs> Oh boy, freaking Devin! You're on when thin ice, bud. All right, and I so think you are right. We did start out two zero. We did. No, we actually started off three zero. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I know we started off. We we had a very strong start in this game, and it was just Penguins domination, right? It's all the things that Coach Sullivan has been talking about from day one. It's just the fact that they weren't doing it from day one. Now they're starting to get in that groove. Uh, just total domination. The passing was good. We capitalized uh, on their turnovers. The puck was bouncing our way in the first period. Um, something that they said on the exclusive ESPN Plus and Hulu, their commentators were saying that when you're on a long road trip uh, and, and, and you're playing a road game, it's always important to get the first period, right? It's always important to get that first. And they said the Penguins did that. The Penguins literally stopped every single advance from the Washington Capitals. I was watching that game. They could not come into our zone. Josh, what did you see during this game? What did you like? You're being a little quiet. Everything. Well, I had a coughing fit earlier, so I had to mute myself. But... um. Honestly, it was it was a great game. Um, I remember watching a little snippet of Sydney talking about the game, saying, you know, the question was, you know, do you do you get up a little bit more for, you know, a Capitals game? game. And uh, he said, you know, whenever there's good competition, you know, you're always you always rise to the occasion. Something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. And like I felt the same way. Like I mean, sure, the Kraken game a couple days earlier was like, okay, this is cool because it's the Kraken, but it's like it's a Kraken and it's like a ten o'clock game, puck drop. Like who cares? But I was ten o'clock for us. Yeah, ten o'clock for us. Seven for them. (laughs) Yeah, I was excited for this Washington Capitals game. I wanted, you know, I wanted them. And Josh, you can only find this game on ESPN Plus. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, continue. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I I know everyone is obsessed with this, you know, 
chase that Ovechkin is on to chase Cross. Uh, excuse me, chase uh, Gretzky. Josh just confused the greatest hockey player with the other greatest hockey player. It's <laughs> yeah, completely uh, fine. People do it all the time. So, but the thing is, like, one thing that just irks me with this: it's not going to be done this year. Like, he's not. I know going they to always accomplish talk about it this it. year. It's going to take multiple years. Like, why are we talking about it now? He's he's fourth on the list. Like, why are we why are we bringing it up now? Whatever. Okay. Doesn't he have That's... like a hundred and something goals left? Yeah. Like he's like he it's has like a hundred and forty. Average... I think it's yeah. He has to. I forget what it is, but he has to average like thirty something goals for like the next like four years or something like that, or three years. It's something like a lot of goals for the remainder of his contract. Like. That's because like that's what I mean, he said. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like I like you said, I I don't understand why we're 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 harping on it right now. Like you said, he's not going to drop like twenty goals a game. Yeah. Um, and they always go, "Do you think he's going to do it?" I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. not this year. No. Um, let's see if he can win another cup though. Let's talk about that because that's more important on your legacy. Because even Wayne Gretzky said, "I I mean, it doesn't matter how many." goals you score it's about how many cups you have yeah right now Crosby's beating Ovechkin three to one so um you know I was let's be more worried about this cups than uh how many goals it's it's a real impressive record don't get me wrong um but let's talk about it their overall statistics Crosby beats him a lot in assists and he's not trailing that far behind in points overall Crosby was just out in the beginning of the year. He was out for two whole seasons. Devin, are you pulling up the statistics? Um, so, yeah, he's going to have that in a couple of seconds. But um, Crosby beats him in assists, and he's not too far behind in points overall. And I'm talking career overall. And we're talking like Ovechkin is the, like, is the greatest goal scorer on earth. But we're not talking about how good he is as a as a a, a full 200 foot player, um, and that's where Crosby wins every single time. What are the stats, Josh? You have them from Devin. Go. So regular season stats, overall points. Yeah. Crosby's at 1340. Yeah. And Mr. Ovechkin's at 1364. Wow. So only what 22 and points? Tw- 24 point difference. And Crosby has played in 175 less games. Can can we talk about how amazing that is, though? So you're telling me if Crosby played all of the games he missed, he would be way above him. In points, yes. Goals, That's not what I'm so saying. much. Not, yeah. not goals, but Crosby has never been known as a goal scorer. I mean, he scores goals, but he's not the goal scorer. He's a playmaker. Correct. He's always been known as a playmaker. He's a 200-foot player. Ovechkin, all they could tell you about Ovechkin, oh, he scores and he hits sometimes. That's all he does. He is not a, a full 200-foot player. He's not. Watch him during that game. That's exclusive on ESPN Plus and Hulu. All he does is cherry pick. Just sits there. That, he sits that there side. and he waits for all his teammates to make the play open and then he takes a slap shot. Now, Jari played phenomenal and none of his shots went in. So let's give it up for Jari for not allowing, uh, you know, 
Ovechkin to get any closer to his um, goal. Because honestly, if Ovechkin did score, that would be all they would talk about on that ESPN slash Hulu channel. Would be like, oh, he's closer. He's one goal closer. Um, But uh, I think Crosby had two assists uh, for the night, and so did Ovechkin have two assists. So that was good. Let's dive in. What I was saying about the before is that we were having a, a, a 3-0 lead. We were playing really all that. So <laughs> it's a long break from what I was saying. But anyway, we're th- we're up 3-0. They score two goals. Holy crap. What's going to happen? It's 3-2. Time is freaking going. Uh, and then we get the empty netter. Uh, and then we, we bury the win uh, there. So five, uh, 4-2 is the final. We beat. Washington on ESPN slash Hulu. Don't forget about it. That's gonna be that's gonna be one of those games we're gonna look back at the end of the year and be like, that was a dominant game. Oh yeah. Back to back games, Josh. We're home. We're in Pittsburgh. Big news. We launch the alt jerseys, the new alternate jerseys. Say goodbye to the yellow weird striped jerseys. That was like a weird homage to like the first Penguins gold jersey, and it's a mo- I didn't really like it. Um, they brought back Pittsburgh Snoop Dogg jersey. They brought back the Snoop Dogg jersey. That's right. The 1990s uh, uh, alternate <clears throat> jersey. How do you feel about those jerseys, Josh? I love them. Um, when I when I first saw that they were coming, I was like, yes. Yes. How did how did you feel about the retros? The it was it's the same jersey, just white. The the white one. Not a not as much of a fan, but I I am a sucker for the diagonal font. Um, really? Everyone yeah. just says we copied the Rangers. Yes, yeah, so like the Rangers. I like the Rangers. How they have they had that too. Um, I I like it. So yeah, I was a fan of it. Um, Do you have any nitpicks on the jersey? Cause no, because I because I, I don't overanalyze them like you do. Okay, so let me go into my overanalyzing. I hate the triangle less penguin. Not a big okay. fan of them. So uh, obviously our alternate, if you for those who don't know, our alternate penguin logo is uh, the Pittsburgh Penguin without the triangle behind it, yep. which is weird. He looks naked. He doesn't. He they made the stick yellow, the the Pittsburgh gold, instead of obviously during went with the orange. Oh my god, I almost said orange. The uh the I know wrong team. The the Pittsburgh gold triangle. The stick is white during that. So that's the only alternate that they made. They use that logo, the alternate logo on the jersey, and I'm not a fan of it. Hmm. I hate how they use the alternate logo on our alternate jerseys. First of all, I don't even like that logo um, because the triangle has been a staple in the Penguins organization from the birth of it. So why would you remove it? That's my question. Even the Robo Penguin, where some people despise and some people love, is a triangle as an homage to the triangle of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So... Anyway, sorry, I went off on a rant there. Yeah, you're a little, um, you're a little heated right now. Oh, I know, but just throw it's the Penguins logo. It's so classic. It's such a nice logo. Throw that on the shoulder. It looks great, and it has that more splash of 
um, Pittsburgh gold that I love. Um, but other than that, Josh, that jersey is sick. We just want to take a break from the podcast to talk about our favorite sponsor, Jupiter Coffee Co. You can go to their website, jupecoffee.com. That's J-U-P-C-O-F-F-E-E.com right now to try all of their flavors. They have a combo pack at a reduced price, so you can try all of their coffee. Or if you want individual bags, you can do that too. Go to jupecoffee.com. That's J-U-P-C-O-F-F-E-E.com for the perfect cup of coffee. Now let's get back to the episode. That jersey is absolutely sick. And I will say this, someone on Twitter years ago, years ago, Photoshopped that current jersey that we have now as an alt jersey on Sidney Crosby when we released the, um, well, okay. During our 16-17 cup run, we uh, we launched our alternate jersey, which was the current home jersey now. Yes. When that happened, someone photoshopped the Snoop Dogg jersey on Crosby and said this would be an even better alt jersey. Oh. And that was years ago. That I'm talking that was years ago. That was during 1617. And I saw that. I even tweeted it I when I had a Twitter. I tweeted it at you, Josh, and I even shared it with you. And uh, you were like, oh, yeah, that would be sick. And it had the Pittsburgh Penguins logo, not the alt logo, because that didn't exist yet. Um, And then, of course, we stuck with the black and gold, the Penguins gold. We got rid of that Vegas gold. And, um, yeah, the rest is history. But I thought that was pretty interesting how someone back then said, hey, I have an idea for a jersey. And they eventually did it. So that's pretty cool. I do love the jerseys. But, anyway, that was a long rant on the jerseys. It's all Uh, good. I love jerseys. I love logos. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a graphic designer. And if you love logos and jerseys as much as I do, this is a free ad for them. But sportslogos.net. Sportslogos.net. Just go there. You can learn so much about logos and um, some news about logos and jerseys. I recommend going there all the time. That's where I usually go every day. Um, it's a fun website. Anyway, let's get into hockey, Josh. The Penguins um, launched their new alt jerseys against Anaheim. Guess who's in net, Josh? Well, do you want me to guess? Because I know it was, okay, it was Casey DeSmith. <laughs> what I, that's what I wanted to hear. Okay, so Casey DeSmith, once again, starts in the net. And I'm obviously, it's a back-to-back. You knew this was coming. Um Mike, you could question Mike Sullivan's judgment on the Seattle game by starting Casey Smith. You can't really question him here. It's a back-to-back game. We just played Washington. It was a very intense game. Yeah, you want to give Jari a break. It's a back-to-back. Let's give Casey Smith a start. We're out We're without Gensel, of course. We were without Gensel in the Washington game. We're without Malkin and Rust. Here we go. Start of this game. Josh, how did you feel about this game? Um, this is this is where I'm going to be a little bit honest when it comes to me and watching hockey. I am all for a good defensive goalie game. I just have a hard time watching it. Like you do. I I love goals. Like the Capitals game 
such a good game because there were a lot of goals. Kraken game? Sure. A lot of goals. A lot of goals. <laughs> a lot of goals. So it was it was easy to keep me engaged. Like I find myself, you know, flipping back and forth. How you dare know, you? I know. I'm I'm being honest here. This is a safe space. Um, I find myself on my phone. I, I'll just be playing with my son, just not even paying attention. So like it's it's harder for me to to uh, to watch those games. Luckily, we scored early, so I I caught it. We we scored the, uh, the only goal. <laughs> the only goal I was yeah. able to to watch that. Um, and then I, I I watched most of the third because I was afraid we were going to lose back. it. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like. Whoa, wait, it's still 1-0 and going into the third? I got to turn this back on. Yeah. That, that was my reaction. I mean, that's fair. That's definitely fair. I mean, when it does come to defensive games, and which, hey, for the record, all three of these games, we played well defensively. Sure. We played well passing back and forth. But this is the game, like Josh said, it's very hard to watch. Because, I mean, if you don't love hockey – a lot. I mean, a lot. Um, obviously, I love hockey. I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, wow, what a chance. You know, like, and and for some people who just love hockey but not as much, of course, you know, like, I understand. It's like watching for some people who like watching golf. Some people could watch it. Some people cannot. Yep. For me, I have no idea what's going on when someone golfs. Um, and then people go, oh, yeah, did you see how he adjusted there? I'm like, no, I just saw he changed clubs and he hit the ball far. Like, good good for him. Like, you know, that's how I see it. Um, so if you don't watch hockey like how I do and you watch hockey like how Josh does, hey, you're more than welcome to listen to this podcast because we don't really go in depth that much. We just talk about shots on net. We talk about good goals, blah, 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 blah. By the way, did you see that Zegras goal from uh, Ducks a couple games oh. before? Sweet goal. Sweet goal. We Sorry, were texting really, about this. We were. We were. I was going to bring up the, the little, little quick debate uh, because Josh uh, texted me about this Zegras goal. The reason why I bring him up is because we played Anaheim. Um, he had a goal the game before, the Pittsburgh Penguins game. Um, I, I think it was a couple. Who. No, it was a few, couple games before. Was it? I thought it was yeah. the game before. Because when, when they were talking about it, how you're leading up to it. Um, yeah. It was already a couple of days old. Oh, I think Anaheim had already right. played. Well, I don't watch Anaheim, so yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So with, with um, the Zegras goal, there was a comment made by a legendary coach, uh, John Tortorella, where he's saying this goal is bad for hockey and brings some, bad hockey fans now josh texted me with this uh quote from john torrell and saying like well what do you think and i feel like josh got a very different answer than i thought than he thought i would give so josh how do you feel about this goal first now if you don't know it look it up it's a zegra goal. what he was behind the net he flipped it over on purpose and someone was standing in the slot in the back door 
um, ready to just bat that bad boy right in the back of the net. And that's exactly what they did. It was very, it looked very well planned out. Yes. Um, hundred percent. I don't think it was, I don't think it was on accident at all. I think it was something that they sure messed around with in practice, but he was like, yo, let's, let's give it a go. It was a perfect opportunity. I I watched a play leading up to it. I understand why he did it. Um, but Josh, tell us what you feel about this goal. I think it's. I think it was a sweet goal. I think it is a, a goal that will be remembered by non-Anaheim fans like us who are on East Coast who don't ever watch Anaheim unless if they play your favorite team. And I think it's something that will draw a lot of eyes to. 50 million and counting views on... Uh, I know. according to Anaheim already, the according to Anaheim on Ducks, YouTube, right? Uh, somewhere, I, I I think it's YouTube, but over 50 million eyes have seen that. And John Tortorella says it's bad because that's not the way hockey is played. And I agree. But at the same time, coach, it's not like it's happening every game. It's not like it's happening every play. It was one time, and they'll 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 probably try it again. I will I will be honest. He have to. They're you have gonna to try it again. You have They're to gonna try it again. But it's fun. Let's have fun. Hockey. There have been many arguments about if hockey is still one of the top four sports in in America. If you want to kill that debate, allow this to happen. Let this happen more. I'm just, I want to see hockey thrive. And if you want to bring in casual fans, it's not the 1-0 games that it's going to be. It's going to be the 6-4 games where one of these goals takes place. And I think it's good for hockey. And Josh texted me this and said, it's good for the game. It's whatever. And I, I'm on the fence. I am 50-50. 50% agree. What a good goal. And kudos for young guys trying this out. You know? But also, I will say, I am not a fan of the Michigan. I'm not a fan Same. of it. Here, okay. But maybe it's different perspectives. Because I'm thinking like a goalie. Do you know how much that would piss me off? If I was a goalie. Sure. And you're behind the net, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this shutout in the back. And then, you know, you're just – I mean, you're not really thinking about that. But what you're thinking about is just like, hey, post to post, this guy's going to pass it up. The lanes are covered. He has nowhere to go. That's great. I got the eyes on the puck. I know what's going on. And then he decides to flip it on a stick like he's flipping pancakes and put it in the back of the net where I can't reach it. That kind of – that would annoy me. That would annoy me and be like, well, come on. That's like saying, can a guy put the puck on his blade and just hold it there and skate like 200 feet and like lacrosse whip it at me? Is that <laughs> no. legal? No, I definitely, I, honestly, Devin's got to look into this too on top of all the <laughs> other things legal? he's looking into. If it is. Because I don't think that's legal. That's right. So that's my point. You can't like... Like have it on your blade, but no one, no one's skating with it. They're literally reaching I know, around. But that's what John Tortorella is saying, which is what my other half is saying, 
is that it encourages that crap. We're like, see, for goalies, look, they they shrunk the pads like by a couple inches. You know, they're doing things to yeah. make spring Which, easier in the NHL because they want hockey to thrive. And I understand that. I'm on board yeah. with that. If the goalie is good, he's going to stop the puck. But this crap is not possible to stop. And I understand, but you got to make it fair to the goalie. You got to make it fair. That's basically telling me like soccer players could technically kick it out of bounds, but as long as they're running and they could do a backflip and kick it in and it's still in bounds, that's bull crap. The ball's way out of bounds because they have that rule where like as well, the, like, the, the ball bounds, the ball fully the has ball. to be out of bounds. Yeah, but I'm talking about in the air and like he runs yeah. and he jumps and he kicks it and it's sure. back in. That's yeah. not that. What the heck? If he kept it in. Whatever. All I'm saying is that I'm not saying it's bad for the sport. What I'm saying is I understand what John Torello was saying. It brings on this fans that don't know hockey, that that sure. kind of. But, the, but that's but, the but, eyes. You get them I in. Understand and has the eyes. But see, those people who don't know hockey bring on a different narrative that we don't want to be brought into hockey. Um, for example, when ESPN purchased purchase the rights to show the NHL games, what was the number one thing they would only talk about? Connor McDavid is the, oh my God, Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid, which I get it. He's a great hockey player, but man, did they screw over Crosby in that conversation? Man, did they screw over Ovechkin until he started scoring last year? And and that's my point. It's that when you have this new fan base, they're only focused on the young guys, and but not the guys who play the game phenomenally. And that's what annoys me. They're not talking about goaltending because they don't know the, the the details behind it. Not once did I watch anything on ESPN slash Hulu. Not once did I watch and they go, wow, what a great goaltending. Like, wow, oh my gosh. They, man, holy crap. Did you see how he did post to post? They don't talk about that stuff. At least NBC did. But anyway, what all I'm saying is it brings the narrative of the new age kind of hockey where, look, I'm an old school kind of person, I guess. I like the way things are in hockey right now. Do I think it should be better and faster and more entertaining? Of course. Of course. Let's get people to watch these games. But let's also not introduce some wacky goals where we're going to have to change the rules to the game. The rules are fine. I, I see it. I see it as as equal to... Kucherov's goal. Is that the right guy that I'm thinking of? No, that's completely different. That's skill. Okay. Okay. And you're telling me that any average schmo can just pick up the stick and Michigan Think it into about the it net? From a goaltender's perspective, the guy faked out the goalie to believe that he could stop it, but didn't. The goalie had an option to stop it. That's what made the goal so much better is the fact that he opened up the wickets and let the puck slide right through. That puck could have been easily stopped, but the fact that he faked them is what made the goal better. This goal was impossible to block. It's not impossible to block because every goalie is taller and bigger than the net that they are defending. So it's not... It... Yeah. But the goalie didn't know the guy flicked it in the air. I, I understand he, that. That's because it's he dropped behind to a the butterfly. Net. He's behind he dropped, the net. I understand that. He was watching him because, like I said, he was thinking the lanes are closed. He has no one to pass to. 
I'm covering post to post with my feet. Yeah. It's not like he can wrap around in. So yeah. he's looking. But then when he puts it on pancake mode, he panics and drops to a butterfly. And then he throws it up because he thinks a, Mich- a Michigan's coming. But that's not what happens. What happens is he tosses it over the net like a baseball, and the guy just whacks away. It goes, like, in between his glove and his head. And he's just looking around like, is it high sticking? Is it not? What are we doing here? See, because my 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 thought process with this is it's it's going to be blocked nine times out of ten. That was the one time that that goes in. I'm telling you, sure, they're going to try it again. It's not going to go in because you you can't you can't pass it that perfectly and hit it that flush every time. I guarantee you if you give Sidney Crosby the chance, he would do it. And he would sure. do it time and time again. Time and time again? No. He's not that you know, player. Okay. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not saying he would he would um he would try to do it. I'm saying like if you sat him in front of a goalie. Yeah. And they said, We're just gonna flip the puck over the net to you four hundred times. I guarantee he gets three hundred and ninety times. No. His hand eye with a goalie in net? Yeah, I think he would score. 390 times. You're saying he's only going to miss 10? Like in, no in, chance. Like, yeah, 100%. No, I have no all the chance. faith in Sidney Crosby to do that. All <laughs> the faith. That's so ridiculous. No way. All that's... that being said, I don't want to see that in the game. Because I guarantee you other people are going to try. Sure. Secret. But that's what, gonna try but that's what I'm saying. Nine times out of ten, it's being blocked, and we're not talking about it. The one time it goes in, we talk about it. That's fine. Talk about it because we have John Tortorella saying it's not good for the team. <laughs> That's the reason why we're talking about it. If everyone was on board, <clears throat> no one would be talking about it other than it's a great goal, which it is. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying you have to be careful. That's does that, does that when He's been – what? Does that win goal of the year at the NHL awards? No, because NHL awards are going to give it to like Cindy, uh not Cindy Crosby. That's a joke. Uh, they're going to give it to Connor McDavid for literally just skating fast between defenders who don't know how to handle their own sticks. See, I can't believe you don't think that's a good goal either. It's not. Holy crap. I watched it 14 times, Josh. The New York Rangers defenders literally did not touch the man. He wasn't even skating they fast. They were trying to. They were trying to lift the stick. They just kept missing. You had three guys who <laughs> were just taught to try to touch the guy's stick? If I was defenseman and I see Connor McDavid going, I'm using my hip and I'm laying that guy out. He is not going towards the net. And by the way, Brian Dumoulin did it to Connor McDavid, and no one talked about it. Connor McDavid was flying in against the Penguins. All that Brian Dumoulin did was not chase the puck. He chased the guy. And that's all you have to do to stop Connor McDavid. The Rangers did not, and all they did was just allow him to skate through and score a mediocre goal. He opened up his stick, the goalie fell for it, he went over, and then put it up in the top of the net. Come on, like everyone does that. Chris Matang does that in his sleep during a shootout. Like, don't tell me that was an impressive goal. Yeah, it was a quick goal. Good for Connor McDavid, but that wasn't the best goal of the year. And ESPN's going to have their little way, and he's going to get goal of the year. But whatever. I don't care. I hope Zegras wins just to piss Connor McDavid off. All right. Someone doesn't like Connor so McDavid. So much time. 
I think he is the most overrated hockey player in the world. Is he good? Absolutely. Is he as good as everyone says? Nope. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl scoring more goals than him, and no one's talking about it. Same yeah, that's team. True. It's true. They're saying, yeah, he's good. Oh, no, not as good as Connor McDavid. What about Ovechkin? Is he so good as Connor McDavid? No, he's not as fast as Connor Oh, so speed now determines how good you are. Oh, okay. Does he still have better hands than uh, uh, Kane? Patrick Kane? No? Okay, so why are we talking about him? Like, shut up, everyone. Like, you just like him because he's the new young thing. That's all it is. Like, he's a younger Crosby. That's all it is. He's the only thing close to what this new generation has to what we had with Crosby. And that's all that it is. And let me tell you, folks, as soon as people figure out how to stop McDavid from entering in the zone at his speed, that's going to be the end of the era of Connor McDavid. He's still going to score goals. He's still going to put up points, but not as much as he's going to. Just like said, spoiler alert for all the Oilers fans listening. Just saying. You and think, he's, a- think he's like uh, McKinnon? No, like McKinnon is more of a solid player. And guarantee you, McKinnon's going to outpoint McDavid by the end of their careers. That's my prediction. McKinnon is playing the long game. He is building up his body strong. Look how he's building his game. He's working he's, with Sid during the offseason. He's season. gotten so much better. So much the- better. He's much stronger with the puck. Look yeah. how he handles the puck. It's just like Sid. Look at McDavid. He's reckless with the puck. He's going to get hurt. And I'm not wishing that on him, of course. But what I'm saying is the way he skates and the way he handles the puck is going to get him hurt, and it's going to take him to uh, him out of the, the play, which is what happened to Sid. He learned to learn to balance, skate on his edge. He was always good with that. And McKinnon does that now, and I think he's going to play really well later in his career rather than McDavid. Uh, like I said, I'm not wishing harm on McDavid. I'm just saying he, the way he plays right now is eventually going to get him hurt. You're going to have – he's one Tom Wilson away from like a career-ending injury. Oh, that's all I'm saying. Just by the way he's skating. But we spent way too much time talking about Connor McDavid. Get him out of this podcast. He doesn't belong here. <laughs> Leave a comment down below. Do you like Connor McDavid? You'll get blocked. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> – <laughs> All right, we score one goal <laughs> versus Anaheim. <laughs> Holy crap, we spent so much time on that. But Anaheim, uh, you get shut out. Tristan Jari gets a beautiful shut. And oh god, Casey DeSmith gets a shutout. Dang it, he gets a shutout. He deserves it. He was playing really well during that game. Uh, Josh, once again, we didn't allow them to sh- uh, shoot more than thirty times on us. So our defense is playing well. We had over 33 shots. We obviously got one in. Can we talk about McGinn playing really well? McGinn, those guys, Heinen, so good. So glad we got him. Um, I was just thinking about this today, and I know we're going to wrap up really soon. But, Josh, sometimes I get, like, a feeling, all right? Like, when the Penguins in 2016, you should remember, I told you, we have a chance to win the cup. Yep. Didn't believe you. And I was like, Josh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And then we win it. And Josh was with me when we won the cup. I remember where I was at, sadly. And I cried. <laughs> I don't know if Josh saw this, but I did in fact cry a little bit. So when the next season happened, 
I told Josh, we're going to win it. We're going to win it. And he's like, no, no one's going to go back to back. We're going to win it. And we did. And you have this feeling of the players on the ice. You had the HBK line, the, the Hagelin, Benino, Kessel. You had the Crosby, Kent, so the guys coming up from Wilkes-Barre. You felt this motion and this passion in the, every single game we played. We were winning. We knew what we were doing. And I don't feel that this season. Yeah. I don't. And I want to. But guess what? I'm struggling to figure out Heinen or McGinn and which one is which. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to figure out who's on the fourth line. Is Carter the line? No, 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 no. Is Zucker on? The, no, no, no. He's with that. Is No, you knew which one was HBK line. You knew which line uh, Malkin was. And don't tell me, oh, no, you're just not paying attention. You better believe I was paying attention in 2016. You better believe I'm paying attention now. The only line that remains the same is literally Sid and Gensel was hopping on that train in 2017. We knew what was going on during that time. And for me now, I don't feel it. And the reason why I bring this up is because we talked about McGinn. He's a great player. But for some reason, I don't get that feeling like I do with Benino. He's, I, he's, it's not the feeling I get with Kessel. He's not the feeling I get with, with Hagelin. Like, we knew those guys. They were putting up points, the way they were playing, the passion during 16 and 17, and I don't feel it. Now, I want to be wrong. December is when we turned it around in 2016. Remember, we fired our coach in 2016. People don't remember that. We had a coach, Johnston. Josh remembers. He sucked. He sucked. And we were the worst team in the league in December. Turned it around, and we won the Cup in 2016. 2017, we basically dominated all year. But that doesn't matter. We won the Cup in 2017. And then now, here we are in 2021. We were sucking in the beginning. We weren't really sucking, but we were struggling with figuring out with injuries and all that. We were sucking. Devin and Josh are shaking their heads going, yeah, we were sucking. We were sucking during that time. But we're not now. We're getting better. It seems like we're getting on this streak here in December, and here's the the reason why I'm scared. I don't have that passion this year. I want to, but when I look at McGinn, seeing him score, and I see Heinen score, it, the only time I really feel it is when Jeff Carter scores, which is weird. I get that feeling when Jeff Carter scores. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm so glad we brought him on. He's going to do so good for us. But then when it's like Heinen scores, I'm like, dude, was it? is he the one from Carolina? No, no, he's the one from Manhattan. No, 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 McGinn's the one from Carolina. I don't know. I honestly believe they're the same person, just dressing up in different last names. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. you told me Heinen would take a shift, go get a change, New Jersey, come out as McGinn, I'd be like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. They look the same. <laughs> like, that's how I feel. I don't have that passion like I did in 16 and 17 and 18. We ate. Don't forget, 18 was a good year too. We just lost to Washington. My, You're, Josh, what? How do you feel about this season? I know I'm dragging on about this, but I just, I just feel like I, we need to talk about it. Josh, what do you get with this group? How well, do you feel? I mean, you know, check, check the tape. Uh, I, I said from the beginning, I'm, I don't feel confident in this team, and. At all? Like, do you think, uh, obviously you said we're not going to make the playoffs. How do you feel now? 
I yeah, I mean they're playing better. They're playing better, which is great, and they're playing better without Malkin. So I mean, it leaves hope that they'll play even better when he comes back. But I mean, like you said, like it's going into sixteen when they were struggling. It was like, what what's going on? Like you knew there was crazy talent on that team, right? Like, but like that that's five six years ago now like yeah. that talent is either a gone or has gotten five years older and yeah i think i've, I've read somewhere that Latang is like he's 35 and yeah. there's only like i think half a dozen players on a uh, on like that have an active contract in the NHL that are over the age of 35 and he's the only one that has a multi-year contract everyone else is on a single year contract so it's like like just like wh- what's his deal going forward you know like what what's going to happen with him you know and it's just like i don't i don't know do you just you don't feel it anymore like you said like you just i don't know if it's because of the two expansion teams since then we lost i don't players. think that's it though but could it also be that like wilkesbury has dried up you know that's for sure though gensel was our last guy and that was four years ago the only one that i can compare it to is o'connor and he's, but he's not but he's not producing in pittsburgh like uh gensel would i mean what can i really in, quickly interrupt you Gensel was the top scorer in the AHL for two seasons in a row. Yeah. While he was in Pittsburgh going up and down during the 16th season, he was still the number one scorer in the AHL. And then, don't forget, he scored twice in his first game. And it's been perfect since. He's been a perfect wingman. He's grown in his position. He's actually becoming a star in the NHL. Like, people will go, oh, yeah, Jake Gensel, he's Crosby's lineman. Like, to your point, the only person, I guess, is O'Connor, but we haven't had anyone like that since Gensel. But anyway, go ahead. Continue. Yeah, and it's just... It's just crazy to think about because another another person that, you know, I like but didn't think would still be on the team at this point, Dominic Simone. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's been gone and back and gone yeah. and back. But honestly, I forget he's on our team. So I'm going to be very brutally honest. Very brutally honest. That dude is a waste of space on our team. Uh, he, and I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm just saying the only reason why he's back is because Mike Sullivan likes him. And I still don't understand why Mike Sullivan likes him. He's not good. He's really not, he's not producing. Like, what's the point of having him? I think you're going to see him go at the trade deadline. Um, if we make any moves at all, I still don't know if we're going to make any moves. But to your point, there's something about this season that doesn't have that passion. Um, we're fourth in our division right now. Yep. So it's not like we're terrible. 
And it's not like we're great. Yeah. We're in this limbo kind of feeling. And who knows, right? Like this season could could go skyrocketing right now. Like, you know, we could say, oh, we don't have this feeling, but that could change in a week. We could get meshing. We could get going. We could get building. And next thing you know, we're number one in Metropolitan. And next thing you know, we're chasing for the Eastern Conference Final. Like, who knows? Like, that could happen. It happened in 16. We didn't think it was going to happen in the beginning of 16. So maybe we're in a weird spot. All I know is Mike Sullivan's our guy. He's going to lead us to a great, great situation. Um, I do think we're going to make the playoffs, unlike what Josh predicted. But... Still going to hold that over you for this whole time. Time will tell. Time will tell. Um, But my point is, is I don't have that feeling. I don't have that feeling. And that's the thing that scares me. That's the thing that makes me sad and frustrated as a Penguins fan. It's because I want to have that 16, 17 feeling. But, but maybe that's another time for another podcast. We don't have time to go into Josh's fantasy land. We don't have time to stir the pot this episode. Uh it's been an, a long break. We're back to be at. We're we're proud and 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 glad to be back at it. We're proud that Josh is okay. We're happy that Josh is safe. He's at seventy five percent. He's going to get to a hundred. We appreciate that. All your T's and P's. Um, don't forget to to like and subscribe. We're gonna wrap it up. I feel like it's a good time to stop. Penguins played good. Oh, yeah, let's talk about it. Hold on. I'm always, like, so quick to wrap it up, but I always forget to, like, tie a bow on everything. We have a game on Tuesday against Montreal. It is home. And then we have a game on Friday against Buffalo. So those uh, – and then a game on Sunday. Sunday, yep. Uh, New Jersey Devils. Um, so only three games next week that we're going to be covering. So um, get ready for that. Uh, obviously, more Wilkes-Barre games are going to be played. So uh, we have some – content to cover for them but uh like and subscribe don't forget to leave uh some reviews for or above josh i'm gonna say it anything below i just don't like you um if you have constructive criticism make it a four let's have a conversation about it Send us an email at thepenguinscollective at gmail.com we can talk to you we're human people Devin will probably reach out to you first, but it's okay. You'll probably get to us. We can talk to you. We can make adjustments if you want to change some things. But leave maybe. us a four or a five. Would you say no? <laughs> I said maybe. <laughs> maybe. It depends on the email. Don't swear at us. Then we're just not going to respond. Um, Keep it light. Keep it friendly. Um, leave us four or five stars. We greatly appreciate it. It does help out the channel. We're not asking you to do it because it helps us look good. It honestly is beneficial to the podcast. It helps us get on, uh, um, for you pages, like recommended pages. It helps us get known. So if you love this podcast as much as we do, give it a five, uh, rating star, star rating, excuse me. Uh, and Josh, what else could they do? They can find our podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Bingo. Bing bong. Bing you bong. <laughs> so really quick, I just figured out what this bing bong thing is. So I'm not yeah. a basketball fan, but apparently it's New York Knicks and 
the Nashville Predators tweeted this out to the New York uh, Rangers, Rangers about a about a game winning, and they go bing bong, and apparently that's a thing that you do to like taunt the Knicks, and the Knicks play in Madison Square Garden, and there's a connection, and and bloody 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 blah, all that to say bing bong is is is, is fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused, but Josh showed me what it meant, so now we're gonna say bing bong. Uh, we'll be back next Monday. Um, also, if you guys want to see more content from us, uh, we're going to be getting into social media. So you're gonna be a lot, you're gonna be seeing some behind the scenes. You're gonna see some more of uh, Josh and my faces, and um, you're gonna see some cool things, uh, some reviews, maybe. Who knows? What do you guys want us want us to do? Do you want us to do single game coverages? All that jazz. Who knows? Let us know. Send us an email. Write a review. We'd love to hear from you. Um, with that being said, Josh, do you have anything else before we go? That's it. Just thanks again for all the T's and P's. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. All right. Guys, that'll do it for this episode of the Penguins Collective Podcast. We will see you in the next one. And as always, let's go, Pens. Go, Pens.